Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I explore the world of geocaching. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also follow Geo Adventures on Buy Me a Coffee for a behind the scenes look on every episode. That's one word G E O Adventures. It's free to follow, or you can become a member and unlock exclusive posts and information. Your memberships go a long way for helping support the podcast and are greatly appreciated. Hi everybody, Amy Shadow Dragon One here, and with me today are the host of the Super Good Camping Podcast. How are you all doing? We're doing great, yeah. thank you. It's Thanksgiving here in Canada, so yeah. we're, we're celebrating Thanksgiving today. So can you each introduce yourselves and tell us what your what you do on the podcast? as far as your roles are? Sure, I'm Pamela, and I was the mastermind behind the podcast. <laughs> and uh, I do the intros, the outros, and Tim and I do a lot of the talking, and I do the transcription of the audio podcast into the into the verbal blog on our website. Uh, I'm Thomas. I do uh, most of the social media promo stuff. Uh, occasionally, Dad will throw in a, uh, a photo here and there, but I do I do most of that stuff. Uh, and occasionally I'm one of the voices. And you do the backcountry camping. Yes, with your I'm, also, I'm also that. I'm Tim. I'm, I'm the dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my dad. But, no, that would be weird. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Shut and, up. and I do some editing now. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my role. You guys have a really neat dynamic for your podcast as it's all you're all a family. It's not just friends or something get together like a lot are. It's it's a podcast by a family of family activities that you do, which is is really awesome. And it's all about camping and outdoor stuff. Exactly. Yeah. How did you get started with that? Uh, the mastermind. <laughs> uh, we've been we've camped forever for for a long time. And it's it's something we really enjoy doing. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, uh, so Pamela figured if I was going to be watching all those YouTube videos and, you know, reading all those blogs and stuff like that, I might as well do something useful with it. So she said, let's do a podcast. And, and we went down that rabbit hole and I don't think we're ever coming up. <laughs> and here you are. Here we are. That's awesome. So I had the pleasure of recently getting to come on your podcast and you graciously let me come on and ramble on about geocaching which, which I appreciate. Cool. Yes, yeah, totally cool. Great episode. And you guys had a little bit of geocaching experience before that. You guys dabbled in it. Yeah. But it had been a while, hadn't it? Quite a while, yeah. The yeah. kids were quite a bit shorter the last time we'd podcast. <laughs> so when you first heard about geocaching way back in the day, how did you find out about it? Yeah, I think it was. Do you, do you even remember? <laughs> Maybe through scouting Possibly. that um, my our youngest is was involved in scouting from cubs and into scouts and that and into ventures. And I'm sure we probably heard about it through then, or it may have been just me trying to keep him entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I understand that completely with my son. That's kind of what got me really going into geocaching myself. So that's, I completely get that. So Tim, it was you and Thomas that recently went back out and found a geocache together, right? Yeah, correct. Um, you, you threw down the gauntlet. So we took up the challenge 
and we often go places that are pretty far out um <laughs> not not heavily traveled so i just for fun i looked around i thought maybe on the way up to one of our backcountry trips or something along those lines we could we could find one and we we found one on not far off the path we'd already sort of planned out uh for our route for because we we canoe uh, when we're doing backcountry uh so we we didn't have to make a lot of adjustment to uh to see if we could go and find the the, the geocache it was on a, a river route so that was pretty cool how long was that that canoe trip that you guys took like how many miles how many days was it a overnight trip eight eight days uh i haven't i haven't actually mapped it out but but just ballparking when we were planning it it's about 50 kilometers all told I don't know what that works out to in in your world. <laughs> about thirty, about thirty, yeah, about 30 miles. Miles. yeah, a little less, yeah. All right, that's that's a serious overnight canoe trip. <laughs> it's we've I we've actually done we've done worse ones or or yeah or hard, better depending on yeah how you look at more it. more hardcore ones yeah uh, but yeah it was uh, it was an eventful trip not absolutely nothing. One went to plan. Plan. No. Yeah. <laughs> the lakes that we stayed on is about all that went according to plan everything else was was we didn't stay on elsewhere. any of the sites we were supposed to stay on no. we paddled the routes we were supposed to paddle we paddled routes we weren't supposed to paddle we paddled on days we weren't supposed to paddle because we got wind uh wind bound we didn't paddle we could, on days we, we didn't paddle on to. days we were supposed to paddle it was it was fun it was it was uh it kept it interesting that's for sure yeah it it That's sounds like total chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, you know, it, by the time we got home, it was, it was all smiles. So no worries. Yeah, that's was, great. It's, that's great. It worked out to be a memorable trip and everything worked out in the end, but it just sounds like complete chaos in the <laughs> middle of it all. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you guys being up in Canada, what is the weather like this time of year for you guys? I imagine it's getting cooler here and yeah. you tend to be a bit cooler it, than we are. Monday so. was probably the last nice warm day and it's been uh it's been pretty chilly since then. We're still uh Celsius wise and I, I again I, I'm terrible at the conversion. Uh, we're still double digits. Uh I think it was I think it was single digits when Pamela went out for taking our, our puppy dog out for a walk this morning, but just barely. Um, I want to say we're probably around 12, 13, 14 degrees Celsius right now. So not but I'm still in shorts. Like I I yeah, I'm a bit of weird. a whack job. So I wear shorts <laughs> until well into October. Um, you know, it's fall. The leaves are changing color, it's crisp. We don't have uh, we've had frost, so you know, growing season outdoors is over. Uh, there's no we're not into ice on the pond, on the uh, puddles or anything like that yet. So. so it might be like 50, 60 degrees Fahrenheit, something like that. It's not, it's not bad. Okay. And it's, today's a sunny day. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So not, not too horrible, not horribly not different yet. than what we've been having down here. High sixties, low seventies, but still 20 degrees difference that I, I personally do not want to go camping in 50 degree weather without a heater and i'm guessing you guys didn't take a heater on a canoe trip uh, no they're they're relatively useless there's that that's a really long extension cord man um, <laughs> no we you know what we've got i 
we have a camp i have a camping issue uh we have so much gear we've got we can do i think we three three sets of sleeping bags maybe four yeah. sets of sleeping bags so we can do middle of the summer we can do shoulder seasons we've got we've actually got mummy bags thomas and i that we could we can winter camp in mm -hmm. like in a in a tent no heat snow on the ground kind of a deal wow so you're definitely prepared for whatever weather you guys are facing i yeah. certainly hope so man <laughs> hope we don't need any more gear <laughs> there's always something <laughs> yes how far into your trip was the geocache was it day four was it day five was it towards the beginning two two uh okay so it wasn't not that far in though it uh it did set the bar pretty high for uh, a difficult day of paddling in terms of for the rest of the trip so the rest of the trip felt easy after that but uh yeah yeah day two uh, we got the first day didn't quite go we got up to a rather late start didn't make the the time up on the highway etc 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 so I, with the days getting shorter we run out of light and paddling in the dark i can tell you is a relatively terrifying experience if you don't if it's not a lake you're used to or or not a, a, a water route that you're familiar with so we avoid the heck out of it because we've had a bad experience with it um Oof. yeah yeah I, I don't recommend it at all yeah. uh we got so we we didn't paddle nearly as far as we'd hoped to on the first day so the second day turned into i think all told we did about about seven hours of paddling and about an hour of geocaching and yeah. lunch yeah that was that was our deal so we were yeah. probably like we we're three or four hours into our paddling when we got to near the geocache and then uh, the next and then we spent a while minutes. searching for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you picked this geocache just solely based on it was along your route or did you have any other factors in that no there well there they're literally again because we're out in the middle of the boonies there's nothing people don't seem it's not a highly traveled place so people don't stash that sort of stuff i've looked I looked around quite a bit to see because we we had two trips planned and I looked all over like you know an hour two hours in any direction and there was it was just this one geocache so that was that was okay well we're going to adjust the, the the route a little bit and we're going to go there how far out of your route out of your way did you have to adjust to go get this thing it it wasn't crazy um it's it's hard to explain we were, we were sort of doing like a figure eight type loop or at least that was the intention and we just we just dropped off one one portion well i guess i guess let's say we dropped off the top and and the left side of an eight and we we changed it into we ended up coming back on part of the same route instead so it wasn't quite a full figure eight it was more like a a six and then back up the top of the six if that makes any sense okay so it's it ended up being about it was the same sort of distance it, it would just we just went in a slightly different direction okay so tell me about finding the geocache what was that like for you guys oh, uh, so <laughs> it was located on one island that was a group of of sort of three very small islands um or they at least they would have been islands had the water levels been a little bit higher 
uh, we got lucky in a way that the water levels were so low because we could simply walk between the islands uh, without having to get back in the canoe, paddle to the next one, hook it back up. Um, uh, yeah, and sorry, I'll just quickly interject. Out there, uh, no cell signal. So we had we had an idea of where we wanted to go, and I try to we try to avoid we try to do map and compass as opposed to GPS. Okay. So, so we knew roughly where it was going to be, and we knew what the hint was, but we weren't like like to just pinpoint it on on a GPS with the uh, the geocache app. No, that wasn't that wasn't planned. So we we had to hunt. Yeah, Thomas had to hunt. <laughs> yeah. The hint was uh, what was it near a tree? Near a tree, ha ha. It's it's, it's a, a wooded area. Trees. There's a lot of trees, man. Yeah, uh, like even just that island probably had. I don't know, eight or 10 yeah. reasonable hiding trees. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, it took, took a little while of me looking at each tree, looking around the tree, in the tree, all sorts of anything I could possibly do to try and find it. Um, and then, of course, it turned out to have been the tree I checked first. <laughs> I hadn't spotted it when I checked it. Uh, yeah, it was... It was a, a bit of work, but but worth it in the end. Very, very cool. So was it like a small one? Was it larger? Was it uh, in the tree, on the ground? It was it, it was on the ground. It was, I don't know, maybe. It was an um, army yeah. ammo box. An ammo box. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good size one. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and the thing I liked about it is it's got that rubber seal on it and you, and you crank it in so it can sit out in the in the woods like that for how, how many ever months needs to. before somebody, you know, the next guy gets there or or saves saves the what's the right term? The the fellow that stashed it in the first place, the owner, I guess, it saves yeah. him the hassle of having to paddle for hours to go and do maintenance on his geocache. So I thought that was a clever move. Mm -hmm. Ammo cans. Are, are a great container for hiding for sure yep. mm -hmm. for sure so was this it it sounds like it took you a while to find it so i'm guessing it was well camouflaged yeah it was it's a green ammo box in a very green area it's <laughs> so, um... a good size box yeah. so you'd think it wouldn't be that easy to hide something like that but the the, the way it was stashed under the under the, like very low-lying branches on the tree yeah. that were green uh lots of leaves lots of debris sort of bush bit of yeah. business yep. underneath the tree so it was sort of the only thing you could see of it was the very top and and that was sort of green and black so it almost looked like just bush with shadow on top of it oh wow yeah it was good yeah. it was a good good hiding job well hidden definitely well hidden it sounds like yep. that's awesome so you found it Yep. You managed to get it open, I'm guessing. Yep. That's sometimes those caches like to stick when they haven't been open for quite a while. Yeah. Well, no, this one, this one seemed fine. Everything yep. seemed good inside of it. Yep. Uh, Didn't seem moist or anything. Yeah. Sure. No. It was. Yeah. No, it was great. Uh, and we, what did we do? We took. Oh, we, well, obviously we signed the log. Yep. Um, we swapped a GoPro mount or or an action camera mount uh, for for a little sort of sports little towel. sort of hand towel thing golf towel oh that's cool yeah with a little carabiner on it yeah i get well that's perfect that's yeah. exactly what it is clip it yeah. to your golf bag or whatever but yeah 
he gets sweaty when he paddles. So I figured this this would probably be a good thing for him. So that worked out well. Yeah. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Shore lunch, which was also nice. So I'm guessing island, the only way to get there was by the canoe or kayak or some kind of paddling. Uh, yes, yeah. I suppose it would be possible to swim from shoreline. To, maybe to but... find a way <laughs> We didn't see any evidence of pass, uh, and for sure, if water levels water levels were pretty pretty darn low when we went, if water levels were normal, there yeah, you'd be swimming from from somewhere to get there or or paddling. So we we chose the paddling route. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was a really interesting trip in general. Yeah. Interesting little detour with the geocache. So now that you guys have found that, what do you think of geocaching? Uh, I enjoyed it when I was younger. I still quite enjoyed doing this one. Uh, this was definitely harder than I remember them being. This this was, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're inner city ones, so they're, it's a bit of a different deal. Yeah. The ones we've previously done. I honestly, I wouldn't mind doing some more of them uh, mm -hmm. now that we're now, now that we've had the opportunity to get back into it. Just in a, if I can rack up twenty so that I can stash one out in the boonies like that, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. So what did this put you at now, count wise? Oh, seven or eight, I think. Not 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 nearly enough. <laughs> so you got a few more to find. I've got a yeah. few more to find. Yeah, definitely. You guys did one of those middle of nowhere, hard to get to. Yeah. Not as common as all the urban and the lamppost and the, the city highs that yep. the map is littered with these days. So the fact that you went and did such a different type of geocache than what a lot of people see is pretty cool. And the that you got to incorporate it into your trip that you already had going on that's it, pretty neat yeah that yeah. was cool well i you know, i wouldn't it's 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 all your fault because we wouldn't have <laughs> i wouldn't have gone looking for it It wouldn't occurred to me to have tried it if you hadn't if you hadn't said so so that uh, thank you very much for that that was cool oh you're welcome and thank you for being such good sports and doing <laughs> it <laughs> so, so no that was that was just fine was there anything you wish you had known before you went out to find the geocache not not specific to the geocache well maybe in hindsight I'd, I'd be a little less rigid about no gps um that would have made life a lot easier would have shortened things up just didn't because the the day was we, we were looking Already at a long day long, yeah. yeah so i wouldn't have minded shortening it up but honestly no we it worked out it worked out fine it was good we don't do when thomas and i backcountry camp we it's it's destination to destination and we sort of power through most of the time you know eat a granola bar while we're doing it or something like that as opposed to stopping so since we stopped for the geocache we turned it into literally our first shore lunch and we I sat that we've we, ever done yeah, yeah we sat we made made a lunch like cooked up a lunch and stuff you know sat enjoyed the the sun and and watching birds and it was good so it yeah. it added a positive thing to the entire trip we did end up doing that twice, which we've we literally have never done before. So that was <laughs> yeah. cool. That's great. I'm I'm a bit surprised you don't have a GPS as like a backup. <laughs> it's a it's a discussion. Um, <laughs> I have a we have a I suppose for for wayfinding, but again, you know, most of the time we can re read a map. I can read a 
a, a compass. We have a satellite communicator, so we do have a, a butt covering 101. You know, it's got an SOS okay. on it if one of us gets hurt or whatever, anything like that. Um, and and we can send out notices to the the loved ones, the Pamela sitting at home worrying about you know the the old out of shape guy in the, in the woods um, or, you know, my parents, cause my mom's sitting at home worrying too. So we, we, I, we do that, but I don't, I, I'm resistant. <laughs> I just don't want to darn it. I like, I like the way we do it. The old fashioned way with yeah. the map and the compass. That's it. Oh, I think it's great that you do map and compass because it's, it's such a lost art in a way. A lot of people don't do it anymore with the GPS units. Yep. I, it's yeah. I, 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 but I am an old school guy. I, everything <laughs> is, is paper and, and a pencil. Like I write things down. I don't, I watch people take notes on their phone and it's like, oh, okay. I, I write it down in a book and I make lists and things like that. So He's, he paddles with a, a paddle he made in what year? A long time ago, back when <laughs> I was in Scouts. Oh, wow. A while ago. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> there you go. So, do you have any questions moving forward about geocaching? I have one while Tim thinks about that. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday, I thought, oh, I've got a couple hours in my day. Maybe it'd be fun to do one here in Toronto. And then we can talk about that too, maybe. Uh, and found one at a, at a local library and went there. And it, it was located, and it was obvious in the, in the clue, so I'm not giving anything away, I don't think, um, that it was located in a shrub. So I thought, how am I going to walk around? And it's very busy, like downtown Toronto, lots of muggles about. And like, how am I going to be crawling around through the shrubs in front of this library without somebody thinking I'm some kind of weirdo um, <laughs> doing something sketchy? So I, I don't know. What's, how do you, how do you yeah. work around that? Oh, that is, that is a constant struggle with geocaching. And especially when first starting out, everybody seems to be kind of paranoid of, oh my gosh, I don't want to be suspicious. I don't want to attract too much attention. And I'm going to tell you the biggest thing I have found is that most people aren't paying attention to anybody but themselves. Like in all honesty, <laughs> okay. a lot of people just don't pay attention. Or I, I had a library cache once that I was trying to find in a bush similar to what you were doing, and we couldn't find it. So we were there probably, me and my son, I was I was determined to find this thing and probably spent a good 10 minutes looking because it was three different bushes right next to each other. And it was supposed to be a small little bison tube. And I kept searching. Somebody came over and goes, did you lose your keys or something? I was like, oh, I'm trying to find a geocache. And they just go, oh, okay. And walked off. <laughs> and sometimes that happens. Sometimes you'll be looking for something and somebody will come up and be like, are you okay? Can we help you? And it's, oh, I'm geocaching. And they may have no clue what you're talking about. And it's just, oh, this is what it is. And I've seen so many stories from people on Facebook and, and different posts that introduce somebody new to geocaching when a muggle walked up and asked me if I lost my keys or something like that. Or, you know, and sometimes people will say, I, I have had people talk about, yeah, an officer came up because somebody reported something suspicious and it was me looking for this difficulty five geocache <laughs> and I just explained to him what I was doing and he either knew what it was or was interested in learning more about it. So sometimes that stuff does happen, but for the most part, it's really not that big of an issue when it does happen. 
if that makes sense at all. <laughs> yes, yes. Because, yeah, not as bad as you think it's going to be. Police aren't going to screw you away. And then if, if you are wanting to be stealthy, like walking the dog, that's a great way to do it. You take it. A lot of people like to geocache with their dogs. You take your dog with you. You stop and stand there. Oh, dog's got to do its business. Let the dog sniff around. You're actually looking around and looking for a geocache. And then you spot it and do the old, oh, pretend to pick up after the dog trick. Okay. Or I've heard people go, oh, yeah, I, uh, you know, especially with cell phones today. It's like if you're in a spot and you're waiting for muggles to move on, oh, you can just stand there and be like, oh, answering something on my phone, or I just thought I need to look up something. And everybody's on their phones, and there's nothing suspicious about that, for sure. Right. And then there's always the old, oh, I need to tie my shoe, so I lean over and mess with my shoestring. <laughs> there are some different things that you can do. I've actually heard some people say um, when they're out caching, in urban areas they'll wear like a safety vest and a hard hat and then they people just think it's a utility person or road person <laughs> so there are different things if you want to be stealthy about it perfect wow tips for not looking like a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> or you could actually i've seen t-shirts and different things that literally say i'm not suspicious i'm just geocaching so oh, you can always get one of those either. and just wear that when you go yeah. out <laughs> forthright about it cool i like that i like to look like a you know whatever a utility, utility yeah. yeah yeah so there's definitely little tricks and if you want to try to be james bond and be stealthy you're you're more than welcome to do it and if you happen to attract attention, usually it's a pretty easy, oh, I'm just geocaching and looking for this container. And most people are either like, oh, okay, or here, let us help, or just kind of want to know more. A lot of times they're just going to go, oh, and walk off. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. How far, do it, sorry, I, it, your interview, but I have to ask, how far, like if you, other than it, um, on vacation, how far away, like obviously around town you're doing them, but do you, do you like just go, okay, well today we're going to have this kind of time. We're going to drive two hours and go look around this area for geocaches. I have done that before. Yeah. yeah sometimes. I mean, we've done, I've done a day trip and met other cashers a couple hours away and done that. I've, I've done, I'm out running errands. I wonder if there's something here in this area. And grab a quick one um, on vacation definitely look up see what's in the area and do something but yeah and a lot of cashers especially because you have you kind of your home base where you're at and there's so many caches around you and once you find all those geocaches you start going further and further out because you want to continue caching so it is definitely a thing that cashers do and i've done myself to go a couple hours to get a geocache and it's also cool. a great way to just explore the neighboring parts of your state too excellent excellent yeah well i think we've got being you know totaling at seven one of them being a far away <laughs> one i'm pretty sure there's there's plenty more around here before i have oh, to start yeah. traveling for them but i i'm sure there are and especially i mean geocaching's been around for 20 years now over 20 years it's 22 years 
I, I get confused on that because we just had the 20th anniversary celebration that got postponed two years because of COVID. Oh, so, of <laughs> so and I've talked to people that have been geocaching since the very beginning. And, you know, in 2000, it was, yeah, we found the geocache in the state versus now you pull up the map and they're just they can be everywhere so it has definitely evolved a lot in 22 years and i bet you would be surprised at where you find geocaches in your everyday life that you have gone by so many times and had no idea that's been sitting there for five years or more well yeah i mean when we when i got the app again and started to look um it whatever it's it started out knowing what my my geolocation was so it started showed me a map around here around around our place here in toronto and uh i saw ones that the the name looked familiar so i think they're probably ones that we've done but there were dozens of them just within you know i i don't know 15 minute walk of here there was there were dozens of yeah them. so yeah it's getting uh where eight or ten years ago there was not there was like maybe two or three yeah, we had to search around to find them when we were doing them before. Whereas now I think we could probably just just walk a block and and find one, walk another block, find another. Yeah. And it's the especially the more you travel in the other areas you visit, it's interesting to see the different ranges of types of containers and places that they find to hide them. Like you as if you start caching your area more, you may discover that there is a favorite type of container that people in your area tend to hide. Oh yeah. yeah. Like there's, I've talked to some people and especially for what they call a park and grab just a real quick, you can pull up park, grab a lot of times it's under like a lamp post skirt in our area. And in my area, the favorite container for that is an old prescription bottle. And I've talked to other people that in their area, you'll find Altoid tins, like just those little metal Altoid tins, as the favorite container for that. And when you look at the name, the geocaching names of the owners, you'll see that it's all hidden by different geocachers. So it's not just the same person putting out the same type of container over and over again. So it's it's interesting to see the regional trends like that in areas. Cool. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of... Uh containers the the ones that you use for like food leftovers with the snap lock and locks yeah 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 that's a that's a popular favorite for sure lock and locks and ammo cans and bison tubes tend to be i i don't want to say like your stereotypical containers but they're definitely popular containers and when people are talking about sizes of containers you'll hear those referenced a lot. That makes sense. What's what's that last one you said? Bison containers? Bison tube. So it's, um, and I think bison tube is actually like a brand name, but it's a small round cylindrical metal container that has like a little key ring on it that is actually like a type of pill container. So somebody could put their medicine in it for like the day or the afternoon and put it on their key ring, and it's got a little rubber seal around the top of it to help keep moisture out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so it's probably 
I mean, they're probably like maybe two inches big. And they're maybe about, I would compare it to a nickel here in diameter. Okay. I'm not sure what the Canadian equivalent of a nickel is anymore these days. The one time I went to Canada, I was like 11. So it's been, it's been a long time <laughs> so, <laughs> since I've seen Canadian money like that. So. Yeah, I think our nickels are the same. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a smaller metal container like that, and and they're typically referred to as bison tubes. That might be a brand name. I don't recall offhand, but yeah, you sometimes find them in the pharmacy section at stores as little medicine containers. Okay, cool. I'll look next time I'm at Shoppers. Shoppers Drug Mart is our standard. CVS, or, yes, like our yeah. CVS or Walgreens. Or Walgreens. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so back to your question of, do I have anything? Probably, I think we've got, I think there's enough around here that I can rack up my 20, but by the time I hit 20, yeah, I'll probably have questions then. Although I did listen to your, how to stash a, uh, your own geocache uh, podcast. So I'll probably go back and just re-listen to it and, and make more notes. Cause I started to make notes and then, and then I heard you say 20. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Because I w really wanted to hide one on the last on that trip that we just did. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to that. So hopefully we can rack next up enough year. by next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you do get to that point, if or any time in between now and then, if you're geocaching and have questions, you've got my contact information. Feel free to reach out, and I will answer cool. what I can. And definitely check out Facebook groups. They're a great source of information. There's global groups. There's local groups. And it's a great place to post questions and you'll get all sorts of opinions and answers because everybody's got an opinion on everything. So. <laughs> so it sounds like my camping groups. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it's very similar in all groups. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. 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 Well, thank you three so much for coming on my podcast and talking with me and thank you for being such good sports and going out and adding that geocache to your trip no worries at all yeah. we uh we enjoyed it that was good it was a it, it it did change a handful of things for our trips so it made it interesting it was good it was i'm happy to do it anytime yeah i'm glad it was a good experience for you guys thank you for listening to geocache adventures i hope you enjoyed this episode have you heard of ftf magazine it's the magazine for geocachers, filled with articles and snippets sent in by geocachers just like you. I'm a subscriber myself, and I love it. Check them out today at ftfgeo.com and tell them Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on a show or have a topic you'd like to hear covered? Reach out and let me know. Just go to the geocacheadventures.org website and click on the contact page to reach out.